Hey roomies, Bree here. In case you didn't know, this week is actually National Suicide Prevention Week. As you probably know already, mental health and finding help for mental health is something Abby and I hold as an extremely high priority in our friendship. Honestly, we both struggle with our own mental health. This week's episode is the first of many, I'm sure, discussing this matter. We understand this may be a triggering subject for some and hope to see you back here next week if you choose to skip this week. Most importantly, if you or someone you know is struggling with mental health and in crisis, call or text the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline code 988. For more preventative and non-emergency resources and information, visit 988lifeline.org or the National Institute of Mental Health website at www.nimh.nih.gov. You are enough. You are loved And you have at least two people that are so happy you are here. We love you. Enjoy the show. Listener's discretion is advised. If we just, I I like the show. It brings me a lot of joy. We could do it with a little bit longer of a break. A little bit. Like two seasons. We don't need to go right into it. Because like truth be told, I need a break from Jenny and Nicole sometimes. Because Nicole knows everybody. And Jenny is Jenny. And Jenny is Jenny. And that says everything. Sometimes a week is not enough. But Ken. Of a break. Ken. (laughs) And Joel. I want him to be permanent. One thing about me is I'm always going to call celebrities by their first name. Like, I know them. Joel. I'm like, good old Joel. Longtime friend. Ken. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hello. Welcome. Welcome in. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. I'm glad we haven't scared you away yet. <laughs> Take your shoes off. We just mopped. <laughs> Cleaning day is Sunday. Cleaning day is Sunday. Yeah, we've really kept to a schedule with that. Yeah, because we're fucking busy the rest of the week. <laughs> we're busy, but like this, our house has been so consistently clean. Yeah, we're real grown ups. You come home and you're like, wow, these bitches. So I always think of Monica from Friends. I'm like, that's the vibe we give. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, but like, that's what I like. Monica, Monica so is who I want to be. Oh, wow. What? I can't stand Monica. Hmm. Love you. You do this to me, though. I can't stand Monica. Why don't you like Monica? She's so much. I used to like her when I was younger, and then I grew up and was like, wow, she's... Oh. Okay, fine. Also, the Gellers. The Gellers, no. In general. Well, Monica can, Monica's cool. She can stay. The rest of them, go. Ross, Monica is go. clearly the better of the Gellers. Of course. So she... But Monica and Ross are both at the bottom. Those I hate that you friends, say that. They're at the bottom. Who's Ross your number one? Always last. <laughs> well, Ross will always be last. <laughs> Which I will say, my sisters and I, before we knew any better, <laughs> used to be Ross fans. We were like, he's funny because everybody used to just talk about him like he's annoying. I'm like, now that I don't don't like him, I'm like, oh, it's so much more that he's annoying than he's annoying. <laughs> he's a terrible person. He's a horrible he person. Is- he sleeps with his student. Yeah, he does so many things. He's also like not that great a friend. He's just such a fucking asshole. He is an asshole. He's so selfish, <clears throat> and he's just the worst. He's a nice guy. He's a quote unquote nice. Guy. Yeah, that is terrible. Okay. So now that I know that, I'm like, well, everybody was correct. Not for the wrong right reasons but he is the worst okay number one is phoebe of course but i want to <laughs> but like oh my god me but like okay so i'm talking about like get it together life wise i like monica monica likes to keep that shit organized the house has a good flow like everything just fits and i'm like okay she like she's doing it she's doing life yeah and she's a badass chef Uh, you know she has her ups and downs when she's at the diner that was funny for me (laughs) (laughs) she needs somebody like chandler to balance her out otherwise she's too much 
I wanted her to be with Richard or um, John Favreau. But maybe I think it's because I subconsciously want to be with them. Yeah. Same time. No, just kidding, guys. And as much as I love John Favreau, I don't like his character in Friends. Why is it because he does too much? I think so. I think it is his character that's like. I was gonna say I don't like him with a mustache, but I do. It's the goatee. I like Richard with a mustache. Oh hell yeah, he has like. A oh my god, mustache. I <laughs> would love to have been with Monica. Like one of the mustaches of. But all you of know those. what? Here's the thing. Do we, ooh? Have you ever heard this? Okay, I just came up with this. <laughs> have you? Do you think that Monica, knowing what she knows now about not being able to have children? Do you think if she knew that when she was with Richard, she would have stayed with him? I don't know. Well, did I just get you? That is the question. That is a good question. That's more, far more of a head scratcher than you got to let us know what you think guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Hi. (laughs) We forgot. We did not forget about you. We just went on a very typical Abby and Brie rant, but I think that was a good one. So with that, we really want to know what you hear or like what you think. I'm so sorry. What do you think? Did I just blow your mind? Yeah. That's a good question. That's a great question. And I just thought of it now. (laughs) I'm serious. Welcome back. In case you're new, and I hope you're still with us, I'm Bree. I'm Abby. <laughs> We're your rent-free roommates. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking around. If you are still here, and if you're coming back, we love seeing you guys, and we love interacting with you guys. We want more. We want to interact. We more. want it all. Yeah, we're very needy. Please. More is more. <laughs> we need the reassurance. <laughs> so please like, subscribe, rate us, comment, all that fun stuff. Share, definitely. We want to grow the family. We want yes. more roommates. Tell everyone about us. Only the nice, cool people, though, because we don't <laughs> want... Mean. Yeah, don't be mean to us, because you will <laughs> leave so fast. We'll kick you out. We've dealt with mean roommates. We don't want it again. No. But... Also, if you have anything that you'd like to talk about or anything that you just want to celebrate with us, basically, if you just want to talk to us, you know where to find us. We are at rentfreeroommates at gmail.com. Yeah. Write us. So come here for us. Yeah. Literally, write us every day. Find us on all the social medias. Ryan Gosling. How many days did he write her? Oh, I don't know. A lot. A commitment we like. (laughs) So come back. (laughs) Oh, are you talking about the notebook? Yeah. How many days did he write her? I have not seen all of the notebook. Don't kill no, me. No, I don't care. Don't I really... No, you guys, you guys, don't... You know what? But she hasn't seen a lot of stuff. You guys, she's never seen Coyote Ugly. Not all of it. And I've I feel... seen a lot. Like, there's so many things that I've... There's some things I have never seen at all. And some things that I've seen most of. I bring it up. I bring it up a lot, too. And I, for, like, you somebody really that like only kind of, sort of, likes the movie, though... <laughs> You would never know it. You would never know it by how much I rag on Brie. Because I'm, I'm like, oh, you never seen Coyote Ugly? I did you not schmuck. know that was a rite of passage. <laughs> I've seen enough to know enough. <laughs> You've seen enough to know that like it's fine that you haven't seen it. <laughs> but not in my book. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I was also pretty young when I saw what I saw. So, <laughs> yeah, I saw it when I was really young, too. And it was one of like my favorite movies to go to sleep to for a while. <laughs> Can we do that as an episode? <laughs> List all the movies that Abby falls asleep to. <laughs> Just to see how absurd this list is. You guys, it's pretty weird, actually. None of them are actual movies that anybody else falls asleep <laughs> to. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not much better. <laughs> or, well, some people would feel... But at least mine has like music in it. It's usually music. You gotta understand it. Too. You mean you don't like to watch fourteen oh eight? It's like no. a comfort movie to go to bed to. <laughs> no, I'm stressed out and have enough anxiety in my whole the rest of my waking life. I don't need it. Once. It's crazy because that movie actually brings me a lot of peace. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about when you meditate? Oh, I just go to like a very quiet place and I think that's what I need. Okay. I just get super quiet. <laughs> but speaking of, this episode is really mental health focused. Yeah. Which I think is two people who are really big mental health advocates and have a lot of our own personal struggles. This will be I'm curious to see how well we do. Hopefully 
we don't get too caught up in our own emotions. <laughs> we need like a break after. <laughs> Drink it. <laughs> We're going to go on a walk after. <laughs> but you know what? That's part of taking care of yourself. And your roommates. That's, what it's all That's a huge part of like being a roommate too, is I feel like we are definitely there for each other's ups and downs a lot. Like definitely. it's one of the things I've, I feel like why we've stuck together for so long is that our home, we really consider it a safe place to talk, vent, or just, like, like I've been very, I feel like, transparent since meeting you. Yeah. With when I have struggles. And if I'm, like... I feel like I welcomed that. Oh, definitely. I don't think... I don't think you were ever, like, just dumping it. No. And I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, but it really started to... You guys, like I said in the first episode, it really all traces back to that night where we got our spooky tattoos. And I was like, she's all right. This girl's all right. Sit down. I got a lot to tell you. <laughs> I brought you a notebook. <laughs> but and vice versa. I feel like we're just very much so there for each other, which is very appreciative. So I also am really excited to also talk to people about maybe their struggles and provide some insight and advice to hopefully let them know they're not alone. Yeah. So I feel like we both have different approaches to how we give advice, but it's all still good. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I had, I don't think, I don't feel like I received the kind of advice from any other friends that I get from you. Like you, it's, it's the best like balance of, you know, how, to approach it and you know how I need to hear it, but you're also still like calling me out of my shit <laughs> or like yelling at me in a, the nicest way possible <laughs> when I'm just like being like way too hard on myself. Or yeah. Like, I mean, and I have my sisters and we all like our communication, my communication with my sisters and my communication with you is different mm-hmm. because there's not the familial thing of knowing you my whole life and <laughs> having that background knowledge of like, well, I know that this is what this is coming from, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just different. It's same level of like trust and respect as a sister, but it's different ways to communicate, but very natural in a yeah. way. Whereas like you're very close with your sisters. You love your sisters. 100%. I love them too. They're the best, but you kind of just kind of grow up with that. And then to find a relationship, I feel like, that yeah, you had no stakes in and that yeah. it just was like a genuine thing that is similar to that vibe feels really rare. And I think that we both recognize that. Yeah. And are very fortunate to have each other. That's exactly it. That's that was the surprise. See you guys, I fucking told you. <laughs> You're gonna wanna listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope we can help. Yes. And I'm excited to get into it. Me too. Let's do it. All right. I can't perfectly explain it, but whenever I try to do something and can't do it within two to three tries, I get very frustrated. I tear up and I feel almost claustrophobic, like my throat and chest get tight. This has been happening for about a year and it's just really annoying. I haven't gone to a doctor or anything, but I've tried researching what it could be and couldn't really get any results. But an example of this was me trying to unhook something and I, for some reason, couldn't get it. I kept trying, but I started to get upset and I felt like my attention just completely departed me. That's frustrating to deal with for sure. I don't know. You can't, it's hard to do and easier said than done, but you can't beat yourself up for your own emotions and how they pre- like present themselves. See, with this, I felt really seen. Yeah. It was almost like, okay, who told you to write about me? I was like, <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> Not rude for you. because. Uh, but basically what I'm trying to say is I do the exact same thing. And it's, I don't know what it stems from, but I guess growing up, I just always wanted to be very perfect and like get everything right. So when I wasn't automatically good at something on the first couple of times, because I was so used to just kind of naturally being the best because I wanted to be at things. So when it wouldn't come, I was like, like so much frustration if I didn't get everything. And I mean everything like I wanted to just be better at every single thing that I could be. So not doing that was terrible. And I would really beat myself up. And it got to like to the point where when I was in cheerleading, what if I, cause I couldn't do my toe touches in the perfect form. So I broke down a schedule of when I would like practice throughout the day 
And I would like call it out multiple times because I just wanted to be the best. And so with this, I was like, okay, I know that feeling. I know it sucks. You feel like the weight of the world is on you. But the thing is, is it brought me so much anxiety. And I feel like into my adulthood, it, this has really just bit me in the ass because wanting to be good at everything, you never realize what you actually like and who you really are. Because you never take that time to focus. Because in reality, I don't think you should be good at everything. A hundred percent. No, I mean, truly, I can I can also relate to this. I just continue to stress myself the fuck out and keep going until I'm, like, killing myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, th- this speaks, compl- like, 100% to my current work situation, where I'm really not very good at it and i i don't know that i'm ever gonna get better or you're so I'm humbled about it here. but i i am so stubborn to give up you really I just are keep fucking going and i'm killing myself but i'm okay so i'm not saying you should stay if you're totally unhappy but it's crazy because i have seen the improvement though like oh, thank you i come home and you're already done mm-hmm. and that totally didn't used to be the case But it's also, you're pushing yourself and you're pushing yourself, but for what? Exactly. To be good at something you don't even really like. And I feel that's a lot of what this post is kind of sort of about. And I also read something once that did change my perspective a little bit. It could do the same, but it was just basically a simple sentence that was talking about, like, allow yourself to be bad at something. Oh, yeah. And I, as soon as I read that, I was like, I I truly do think my perspective changed because I was thinking, yeah, why would I know something right away if I've never done it? And why am I not allowing myself to take the time to learn? Because I also feel like that's when you learn the best is when you're not being ignorant. Like when I've stepped back and taken a deep breath from things, I'm so much more level-headed and I understand what my next move might be rather than me just puffing my chest. Yeah. I, I get nothing done. I think the fact that this writer recognizes these things within themselves and recognizes even honestly one of the most impressive things to me is that you can name and call out all of the physical manifestations of it yeah because that's huge you know your triggers yeah you begin to know your triggers yeah and i don't like i can't do that when people truly when they're like how do you feel in that moment? And I start talking about like feelings and emotions and stuff like that. And they're like, no, physically, how do you feel? Like, what are you feeling? What are you sensing? And I'm like, I don't know. I like, I, I'm just so, so completely unaware. You shut down. Yeah. I just, I'm just like, I can't tell you. I trying actually being able to speak that way. I'm like, I don't know. And I've heard people say that before too, where they're like, my chest got tight. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? I'm, I know I really you never it. you don't really I guess I never knew that about you too you didn't you don't know if you have physical triggers or you t- you don't uh, you've never identified I yeah I just never identify I think I just I'm so caught up in my head that I know that there's physical manifestations happening as well but I'm so completely in just like a scramble in my own brain that, that I can't step outside of my own head to think about what how else is this affecting me i hate that i feel like i when i'm in my head i'm so much more hyper aware of everything so i know my triggers and i think that gets me more anxious because i'm like oh shit i am not doing well so like one of my triggers is when i have a longer nail i'll flick it mm-hmm. oh and i like catch myself doing it and i'm stop it happy and- but as long as you catch that and you redirect i, I think that's the most important important thing don't beat yourself up for it like to, to the writer of course don't, yeah. don't beat yourself up for having that reaction i think it means that you hold yourself to a high standard a 100 percent, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because typically that means you have a lot of drive and you mm-hmm. just keep like abby and i maybe to a fault are pushing yourself <laughs> to complete it or succeed and things like that even if it's the smallest of things to do like unhooking something it it, that doesn't matter and i have to assume that this pressure i think that reaction is from a lot of pressure oh my god i was just gonna say that yeah yeah whether it's you putting it on yourself or external Mm -hmm. things 
putting it on you, you know, other people in your life, you maybe grown up with those pressures or those expectations. And that's where you're getting it from. So I, maybe that's the next thing to realize is why those triggers are happening. But even when you're, if you're noticing those things, those physical triggers, have that be exactly that that red flag to be like okay i'm not like something's happening yeah i need to relax yeah step back 100 percent deep breaths and just kind of recoup and go back to it that's a great that's great advice i think that's amazing i i'm 100 in line aligned with that when i have meditated they always talk about how if you need to they have mantras for the day and they tell you when you need to use it at all to go take your time, like walk around and say it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helpful because I kind of do. If I get, if I, after I deal with a difficult situation, I just, you take a deep breath and they tell you to do a couple of them because you're trying to control your breathing and get you like back to a rhythm. Yeah. And then you just repeat the mantra. So that could be a great thing to maybe transition to if you feel like you're maybe starting to get into a bad place or maybe going for a walk, doing something that'll make you laugh, like a funny TikTok for 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Something that helps you, like, I don't know, relax and tone and come down from that because you're really elevated at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're being elevated in anything and trying to accomplish anything, even the, mo- the simplest of things, it's like when you're trying to find something and you're really frantic and it's right in front of your face, but mm-hmm. you're never going to find it because you're running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Yeah. But once you slow down, you're like, oh my God, my phone was in my hand the whole time. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that type well, of thing. It's just the truth that like sometimes you can be your own problem. Oh, 100%. And like it's you getting in the way of you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're aware of that because you, you, I, cause I seem to preset is we always want to, we applaud each other a lot for being aware of our emotions. I feel like that's something over the years we've gotten much better at. So we always like to be like, good job. Mm -hmm. Like we, I'm glad that you know, you're maybe not in the best place right now and can set a good boundary. So that's really mature. And I think it's a good path to be on for healing to at least know maybe when you're not at a good place and know that something needs to change and seeking out the advice where you can. So I think you're already in a good place to start the baby steps to maybe get to a more relaxed state of mind on getting and trying new things Yeah, and allowing yourself to learn and grow. Yeah. Because giving yourself, recognizing those things is literally the first step. If you're not, if you didn't recognize those things and just kept pushing into the frustration and the emotions just kept building up, that's not healthy. It's not going to accomplish anything. And that's also not healthy for yourself. And that's when people just turn to like punching a hole in the wall and shit like that. Like you're at least recognizing these things, which gives you that moment and that chance to take a step back and just pivot and, you know, come back to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. And if it's not just like a physical task, the same can still be said, take a step away from whatever is frustrating you in the moment you know, if it's a decision that you're trying to make or anything like that, give yourself some time, distract yourself so that it's not bouncing around in your head. (laughs) And then my favorite advice is always talking about it. We always talk about conversations on this podcast. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah. (laughs) Again, like why we're here. We, you know, if, if we're the ones that you're bouncing those ideas off of the way I always, my whole life have described it probably since i you know, I, when I was younger, I I went to therapy and that's how I've just become such a advocate for it. But the way I would picture it even for myself is the more you talk, the more space you're making in your brain, because when you're so just frazzled about anything and it's all just bouncing around and getting tangled up in your brain, you can't actually hear or make sense of anything but just even saying the words that are bouncing around in your brain out loud so that you can hear them yourself or that somebody else can hear them and kind of bounce it back to you. It's making space in your brain for better thinking and 
to just kind of work through the issue. So just make space in your brain, let all those words out, talk about it. And sometimes just even, you don't even need to hear somebody else say, say something. You'll just hear your own words and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. My phone was in my hand the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I think it might also be (laughs) in conclusion. (laughs) I think it's also helpful to journal too. I, we love to journal. Yeah. I, cause one thing I'll do when I, I deal with a lot of anxiety and part of my anxiety is the everybody doesn't like you thing or everyone's mad at you that's like where i live live there breathe there die there baby i'm the mayor (laughs) (laughs) i bought land where breathe the mayor (laughs) but the one thing i started to do is whenever i started to feel like that it was always when i was after like in stressful situations but i also really got big on being like who said that who told you that? <laughs> and because there have even been times where I've come home and I'm like, Bree's mad at me. I know it. But then in my head, I'm like, if Bree's mad at you, she'll tell you. Yeah. So you need to chill, bitch. Because like there were times where I'd come into work and my brain would be like, mm, you're probably going to get fired. <laughs> and literally like that TikTok where it's like, aren't you worried? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was like about what? Should I be? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I, I also was like, oh my God, so they see it too. <laughs> they yeah. get it. So, but no. And then literally I'd be like, if my boss had something to say, she'd say it. No, <laughs> she'd throw hands in the parking lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> but they're trying to run a business. They're not trying to brush my hair. So they would let me know if I wasn't doing my job and you just kind of get better at that. And also my advice to you would be, what good is it to be good at everything? If you don't really do anything that's bringing you a joy. Yeah. Is kind of my train of thought. Cause I also liked to, f- I also liked to be good at everything. Like it didn't even matter if I liked it or not. That's part of my competitive nature too, <laughs> which Brie knows about a lot. But I just would realize I'm like, I do all these things, but am I really good at anything? And like, when I tell people what I like, do I really know what I like? And then it be kind of came like this journey of self discovery there too, because I've really started to pay attention to what I actually liked and what I wanted to spend my time being good at. And yeah. the liking, because you only get so much time. I want to be doing something that brings me some sort of fulfillment. And I feel like the pandemic really helped me do that. So definitely feel, take some time when you can to get to know yourself too. I feel like I just started picking up things that I liked when I remembered from my childhood and started to run with it again, like reading during the pandemic. Yeah. And now I'm a reading machine. She is. Mm. I'm a really slow reader and I'm very envious of it. But I also like, just love seeing you read all the time (laughs) it's pretty adorable you guys should see our apartment and you will because you're a roommate (laughs) but we have a little nook and all of our there's like window sills is that what we should call them yeah window sills perfect (laughs) (laughs) and we just have like all my books centered around it and Bree's little green velvet couch which is very cute and it's just a little vibe Mm -hmm. because it gets all the sunlight but yeah Bree's adorable in that way where she was like, we should put all your stuff here because I know you like it. (laughs) And that's the thing is we realized I liked it. Bree saw how much joy it brought me and we brought it into the space. And it's, I feel like it's done a 180. I get so excited when I come home with a new book Mm -hmm. because I get to put it there. And I'm literally (laughs) like a dad admiring his lawn. I'm like, that's nice. (laughs) We filled up the two side, like little skinny window, window sills. And she's been like squealing lately. She's so excited every time. She's like, look at it. Well, the, the sweetest thing is she says, look at all the progress we've made. And I'm like, you're so sweet for including me in this. <laughs> Those are all the books that you have read. And I love hearing about. <laughs> but anyway, I think that would be a really good thing for you as well. And also... Brie and I are always here too. I feel like that's one thing about us as well. We're fucking filled to the eyelids with empathy and (laughs) we love to hear and help. I feel like it's just because we know what it's like to be in bad places. Yeah. And we're very much so like, we don't want you to ever feel like that. So definitely if you need somebody, because her and I have both explained that talking it out is really helpful for us. So if you need somebody to listen to you, feel free to email us. But I also think it would be really good for you to take a step back from the world that you're in and maybe start to get to know you a little bit and what brings you genuine joy. Mm -hmm. And then using those as your outlets when you start to feel like you maybe are getting in a bad place. Mm -hmm. Find what 
slows you down. Find Ooh. what you need to kind of be that breather for you. Literally breathing also helps so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it sounds cheesy and I, I used to feel that way too. And then in telling other people to do it, usually it was students usually, I would mimic it and do it along with them. And <laughs> just like taking in a huge deep breath I couldn't believe how much better I felt. I was like, that's so silly, but it really works. It's crazy. Yeah. It really does. Also give yourself some grace and realize that recognizing Mm -hmm. these struggles is a very important first step. So you're on a great path and I, we believe in you. I think you'll find something to help you cope. Yeah. I 100% agree. And don't suppress those emotions. No. You're, you're feeling those emotions yeah. for a reason. You're allowed to feel and maybe try and understand why you feel these emotions and when you feel them and when they pop up. So you can maybe start to dig a little deeper and identify the root of the potential issue here. But also be kind to yourself and give yourself time within that too. That's going to be a definite journey, not an overnight thing. But thank you so much. Yes. Come back anytime. We helped. We love you. (laughs) And if you guys out there, if you resonate with that and you have anything, other questions, follow-up questions, or feel like you have something else reminded you, maybe something of yourself, you want to ask us about it, write us. Don't forget, you can email us. Do you want me to tell you where? Yeah, please. All right, after this motorcycle goes by. After cars go by. All right, guys, I think we're in the clear, so I'm going to say it quickly. You can email us at remfreeroommates at gmail.com. I feel like I must fit into a character type. I feel like I have to fit into a specific character type and feel guilt and anxiety if I make a mistake as if everyone will dislike me. For example, I lose sleep over the fact that I asked my friend to send me the money they owed me because I feel like that isn't what a generous and helpful, easygoing and lovable friend would do. I feel like I've done something out of character and that I've tainted my friendship. I think this links to my fear of not knowing what people think of me, which makes me want to distance myself from friends when I think I've revealed too much of my personality. For example, I found someone that I want to be friends with and we have been chatting online recently. I feel happy when I receive a text from them, but at the same time, I dread having to reply out of fear that I'd make a mistake and taint the friendship. I want so badly to feel comfortable and close to someone, and I often overshare. If I don't feel like I know the person as much as I feel they know me, I spiral into guilt and shame and wish that I could wipe the slate clean, start new with an untainted friendship. My anxiety becomes a burden for all of my friends, and I feel like I've ruined my persona, and that everyone just sees me as flawed. Ugh. This breaks my heart, but probably mostly because I relate so strongly to this. Yeah, I'm about to be like, is there, is our house miked? Because, <laughs> like... I never thought about it in that way. The way that you describe it is interesting to me, but just those anxieties of being afraid to bring something up that I should let you know you are more than within your right to bring up, especially something like money that a friend owes you or something like that. So the next thing I feel the need to say is I'm so sorry that you have been through relationships, whether they're friendships or otherwise that have made you feel this way, because that's where that's coming from. You have come to this point with other people around you, making you feel like asking for the bare minimum is asking too much. And for anybody reciprocating just the bare minimum like it's just common decency that that's asking too much and please know you sound like someone who is a fantastic friend that you just have all of these thoughts and all of this care that you want to give to a person so much so I'm speaking from the same place that it's to your own detriment that you care so much that it's now hurting you because you're not 
able to or not letting yourself or freaking yourself out to the point of not letting yourself be vulnerable enough for a friendship. And vulnerability is hard to do. It is so hard. I am still working on it. But even with Abby, I... Abby, anybody, any of my friends, I am, I'll do that same thing where I'm like so afraid to bring things up. I think we've kind of even talked about this possibly mm-hmm. in, in past episodes where we're so afraid to bring things up to each other because we've been burned in the past, because we've been honest or brought things up and then that like ended a, con- or a friendship or made somebody, the way somebody reacted when we brought those things up was completely negative. They were mad at us. It came close to ending that relationship. And then maybe you kind of scoop back into this submissive, just letting, doing whatever it is to make them happy. That's not a reciprocal friendship. Like that's, you deserve better than that. And I think also realizing that might be an important piece for you to realize that you are not asking for too much and you absolutely are deserving of a good friendship and sounds like you put a lot into it to have a good friendship. So you also deserve that in return and being honest about something. I I don't think you, you know, I think any of us that kind of relate to this feeling, the things that we do in friendships, the nice things we do is not to get those in return. We're not expecting those things, but a good friendship should, that stuff should be reciprocated and you should feel comfortable enough to do those things, to do the commonly decent thing to do and hopefully get that in return. You know, I think, I don't know if it's people pleasing and please know I'm not projecting any of this on you or <laughs> blaming you or saying that you have this. This is all, these are all the same questions I ask myself when I'm having those moments of doubt where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to bring this up because I don't want to, I don't want it to be a fight, you know, just, uh, I know I say it a lot, but we all deserve to give ourselves a little grace. So please know that you are far from alone in all of these feelings, but also you're being real hard on yourself and you deserve to give yourself a break. I feel like Brie couldn't have said it any better myself. You were really on a roll there. So I was, I was like, as she would talk, I'd be like, check, check. That's what I wanted to say. But no, I really do agree with Brie. And I was so quiet for so long, too, because I was so bummed that somebody else feels the same way that I've often felt. Yeah. Even the idea of revealing too much of yourself because you're like, it truly, I think it just comes from the stem of, what Brie was saying of people pleasing. So you mold your personality and and it's maybe even fight or flight too. I feel like I've begun to realize in the years too of like, I need to mold myself into what I need to be to survive and get through this situation and just do what I need to do. So I think, so this person will like me if I do this. So I have to be this way that like when you're truly authentically yourself, you're so vulnerable and so naked on the inside that you're like, there's no way that nobody could see me. And you're just like, not too much now, not too much. I was the same way. I feel like, again, I, you'll come to find out Brie and I, like nobody loves us more than ourselves too with each (laughs) other. And I was going to say, I feel like Brie is somebody that really brought out and was like, no, you like this. So we're going to like show it and like, let it be known and whatnot. Brie was the one and it's truly adorable. Like also to the men out there, um, (laughs) you better treat me how Brie treats me. Damn it. (laughs) We have ruined each other for any man. (laughs) If you don't build me a motherfucking bookcase, (laughs) which is not actually, that's not true. We have shown each other what we both deserve no 100 percent. but if you don't build me a bookcase and, honestly and give me a whole room to my scary movies if you do not reveal a full library like in beauty and the beast to abby then i'm out the door yeah and i'm not forgetting <laughs> my minimum. fucking slipper <laughs> i know that's a different one you guys but anyway but Brie is really somebody that forced me to be like, this is what you clearly like. Let people know, show people. And I really began to, I feel like flourish after that, because again, there's a whole wall in our apartment dedicated to 
because I collect scary movie memorabilia. And again, Brie was the one who suggested us putting it up because at first I didn't <laughs> think there was going to be room in the apartment. So I was going to give it to my brother. And she was like, what are you talking about? We're putting it out here. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, the, the knife? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> and like literally it was a whole night where Brie and I like set up the wall together. And I was just like oh, people are going to like you for you and my friends when I move to Chicago too. And maybe it's you just need to surround yourself with different people too because when you find the right people, your interests are going to align. And even if they don't, they're just going to show genuine happiness that something makes you happy too. And I, and then I feel like you begin to advocate for yourself more too when you yeah. really take the time to find people that are like, no, like this is something you clearly like, let's do that. Or like, yeah, of course I owe you money. We agreed to go out together. I'm not going to make you feel weird. And if I feel like if you are putting yourself around those people, those aren't the people to be around. And Mm -hmm. speaking from past experience as well, the longer you go without acknowledging that, the easier it's going to be to let yourself down. Yeah. That's what's happening. And, you know, start being like lifting yourself up. What do you need? What's good for you? I feel like self-talk is also something that needs to be improved upon here because you need to stop wording it like you're the burden. It's like, this is my friend and this is how I like to be treated as a friend. Therefore, I would think you would do the same thing and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So the more you love yourself, the easier it's going to be to find people who are going to treat you well because you know what to expect and you know what you want. Brie has shown me what a good friend should look like. I have a coworker named Sarah who does the same thing. Like she doesn't even let me throw in like joke, like jokingly joke about myself. She's like, she's like, no, but that's not true. And then I'm like, Oh, my bad. I was just trying to be funny. Like tough crowd. And she's like, don't do that. And, but it's beautiful. And I love that. And I tell her all the time how much I appreciate that. It's, I love that they're good people so and I you know I and it wasn't until I hung out with the good people that I realized <laughs> I'm like damn I am the shit I should be advocating for myself they yeah. like me what's not to like you are deserving of 100% happiness and of a good friendship and it is do not fit yourself into any no one thing that you think somebody else because you're gonna let yourself down because trying to figure out what everybody wants Mm -hmm. you're not a mind reader and also everybody is contradicting each other so you're never gonna you're never gonna reach those standards if that's what you're trying to do be true to who you are and be true be true to yourself it sounds so cheesy be picky like yeah it's your mindset and it's like your extra time and so you gotta make sure that's spent with the right people yeah absolutely yeah you just you deserve more. I, I, again, I'm just so sorry that to whoever made you feel this way, that whoever made you feel, and like I you wonder, be apologizing for these things or be keeping these things because it is to a detriment to yourself. You I, know, you are, it's caring so much to a fault that you want to do so good by somebody else, but what about yourself? And I'll tell you, that's a hard fucking thing to do. Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time that I, I still have a hard time putting myself first. It's not an easy thing to do. Being vulnerable is not an easy thing to do, but it's once you find people that you realize you can let a little bit of that out with, that's, that's when the growth is going to start. And that's, like the floodgates will open yeah that's gonna be a tough time too though because i feel like you have to understand where this maybe initially came from in order to know how to move on from it and be able to recognize it in future relationships because i also think that's the problem here is i don't maybe if we i don't know if we've explored enough yet to maybe who or where this root is rooted from, where you need to mold yourself into be something, or you feel that you can't speak of your needs. Mm-hmm. Somebody made you feel that way, or a situation, and I think it's important to maybe figure out what that was, just for the benefit of your future and your future relationships. Because I feel like if you if we're not able to recognize that, that you're doomed, and that's kind of what it sounds like here, you're doomed to keep interacting with those same people because it's what you know. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be uncomfortable because you, because that situation made you uncomfortable and put you in that fight mode yeah, or flight in this instance where you're changing yourself. But yeah, it puts you in a mode of where you need to take shelter and be in recover or like, you know, shield yourself from your true authentic self because that's not welcomed at this moment. And why? 
yeah. what happened. And then you're not really truly getting to know anybody. It, it is all very surface yeah. relationships because like I have realized about myself within recent years, probably within the last five years or so that I have scripts I don't let myself be vulnerable because I just have these scripts of things I've figured out, like little fun facts and things I've figured out about myself. And I just repeat those scripts to everybody. And I, I never go any deeper. Mm. And then when I realized that I was like, Oh my God, I have all these walls up that I never realized. I don't know when they were built, how to break them down or why they were built. And it's trying to figure all those things out. And it is uncomfortable and it is, a hard thing to realize because sometimes those things, you know, these habits that we have or the way that we react in relationships or try to build relationships sometimes are built from familial relationships. Sometimes mm. it's going as far back as the way that we were grown up or the way that we were, you know, we were taught relationships as a child or talked to or how our needs yeah. were met as children that yeah. can definitely influence your future relationships. Yeah. So it is a lot, it's heavy, but it's an important thing to work through so that you can grow and you can, you, you owe it to yourself, yeah. you know, to, to kind of figure those things out so that you can work through them and improve improve it for yourself because until then I don't know that any relationships are going to work further than this. It's or not be, for the right reasons. Right. It's just going to be more of the same. Yeah. And you deserve better than that. You do. It's, it's not fair what happened to you by any means if something did and it, you don't deserve that, nor does anybody, but it is, I feel like our responsibility at a certain point to try and take ownership yeah. Not responsibility because it's not our fault, but we should take, we can take ownership and what you do with that is, I feel like it speaks volume of where your direction of your life and your relationships go because mm -hmm. you, I can, there are a lot of things and it, and it's truly a mindset that you get to at some point, but I feel like there are a lot of things that I don't feel like were fair that happened to me and I'm over here. I could definitely, the situation could have gone one or two ways. Mm -hmm. Of like a lot of anger, resentment, bitterness, but I feel like I've only gotten better from those like relations, even my friend relationships, because I get people like you and Sarah and Adam and Danielle and I just, it fucking sucked and I went through horrible highs and lows with it, but I'm glad it happened because now I, I mean, I say it all the time. I know what to look for. I know how I should be treated. I know, like, I think about how I feel after interactions and if I feel good, if I feel bad, was I masking the whole time? Right. And it's made all of the difference in who I give my energy to because, you know, I took ownership. Those were shitty relationships. I'm glad they happened though. I mean, it, I was in a bad place with them and you don't realize it. And I've actually still talked to, like I've begun the healing journey of speaking to that person again and realizing, you know, that relationship is what it was. I can be angry. I can be bitter, but I know how I deserve to be treated. Mm -hmm. So you taught me that. Right. And you can start welcoming people back into your life like that. If They've shown proof of trying to change or at least of hearing what you said. If yeah. You did bring those things up to them. You know, if they're refusing to grow or they're refusing to change and just want you to stay the way that you were, that's not a relationship that you should stay in. No. A friendship or a relationship, anything that you should stay in, distance yourself from it. And more often than not, that person doesn't realize what they had until it's gone. And then they'll come back. <laughs> yeah, people are going to, and that's what you'll notice too, is the more, like, you'll notice because those people need you more than you need them. You're the strong, like, you're so strong. Yeah. You're so strong because you put your, like, because you can be what people need. But imagine being that strong for yourself. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. 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 Be a friend to yourself first. Because you sound like a fucking awesome one. Yeah. And then however you're being a friend to you, don't take any less than that. Yep. Because that's exactly what you deserve. I feel like we'll dig a hole if we like keep going. Because I feel like we can't do much better than that. Like. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I do hope that, you know, even with all of this, of what we've said, don't take it to heart and don't take it like we're attacking you. or No. Like, 
Mm-mm. You gotta, you, you stop doing this. <laughs> no, it's all. Give me your hand. I'm gonna slap it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. No, we are. We're only here to help, and we hope that hearing any of this, hopefully, you feel heard. Oh my God, we feel you. We can relate. Yeah, I and if you're my mom, she, did you? Did my mom ask you to write this? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Mom, <laughs> but stop telling people my business. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But no, not to make light of the situation, but Bree's 100% correct. We're just trying to let you know that we see you. And some of this is what we even tell each other because we talk to each other about this. So it's it's so much love, but it's it feels tough because we know what we want for you and that's how we are with each other. So Right. The hardest lessons to learn are the ones that stick with you the most mm-hmm. and the ones that you've learned from the best because you you don't forget those hard lessons and those are the ones you're going to grow from i hope that you you do give yourself some space to grow so all the best we love you yeah we do no seriously we do thank you for writing in thank you for trusting us with this subject and i hope that we did it justice yeah and feel free to come back anytime you need to talk more come on over oh wait you live here (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the family (laughs) yeah (laughs) But same to everybody else. The doors open for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to make more keys. <laughs> I got a lot of jo- dad jokes in me today. <laughs> Always welcome it. back. We love seeing the repeat roomies and hope that we continue to get more. Yeah. If anybody does have anything or knows anybody that maybe has something that they should write in about, you can always write us at roommates at gmail.com. And if you don't want to do that, show us some love on all of our social media. You can like, subscribe, yeah, share, share, share. Please share. And also <laughs> rating and commenting yes. and all that stuff really helps us out. <laughs> yeah. And we want to know if you love us as much as we love ourselves. Yeah. Hopefully after this episode, you do a little bit more. <laughs> it'll help us to continue to grow and get more roomies. <laughs> so thank you so much and can't wait for next week see what we're going to talk about then but until we're gonna then, get serious <laughs> until then we will see you next week goodbye Bye-bye. <laughs>